Hello and welcome to Connecting to Host, where today we're going to be discussing Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Deluxe, you say? That's because it's the Wii U version of Mario Kart 8 with all the DLC chucked in and a few extra people. Uh, now, if you've ever played Mario Kart before, it's, I mean, it's Mario Kart. Realistically, it should just be called Nintendo Kart at this point because it's full of other characters like the little kids from Splatoon, uh, Link's in it from The Legend of Zelda... Uh, so it's not really Mario anymore, but besides, anyway. It's uh, available for £50 on the Switch eShop if you want to buy it that way for some strange reason. Or you can spend about £40 and get it on a physical cartridge from Amazon. Uh, it's also available on the Wii U, but you're going to be looking at around £35-£40 by the time you've bought all the DLC. And that misses out quite a few of the new features uh, that we'll be mentioning during this podcast. So what are we playing on and what characters are we using? Well, we're obviously both using the Switch. Um, we sort of used a mixture of it being docked with the Pro mm. Controller and handheld. Was that the same for you, John? You sort of mi- Yeah, I've played it both ways, both uh, on my big monitor and sitting around on the couch handheld. So. Yeah, it works pretty well in both. I mean, it's a very similar experience, really. It's just what control method you like, I suppose. What, what character were you using mainly? I mainly use Link from Zelda. I don't really know why. That was just the one I picked. It wasn't like I had a conscious decision and optimised my choice. It's like, he's cool, he's got a sword. He does look a little whoop when he uh, does a jump. So, good enough for me. <laughs> See, I always use the me uh, mm. sort of character. Now, in, in the Wii U version, I seem to remember that he didn't unlock for a little while. So, he was. I'd always play as like Peach or someone until I got him. But once you've got him, you can use various amiibo to unlock different driving suits for him. So mm-hmm. I have yep. Legend of Zelda amiibo, as you well know, because you exploited a brief visit to see me. I, I'm pretty sure the only reason that you invited me to come to Sweden was <laughs> that you could steal my amiibo periodically so you could get a fish in uh, Breath pretty of the much. Wild. That wolf that you got was pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, 12 heart cool. wolf when I only had three hearts at the start of the game. Pretty useful. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if you put those on, then you unlock little suits. So if you put the Zelda one on, I've got like a nice little Zelda racing suit. Um, I forget what other ones work. Not all of them do, because obviously there's a huge amount of amiibo. It's only like, I think, 16 of them. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's pretty cool. You can get like a Mario one and like a Toad one. So they kind of dress up, which is... Interesting, if you like that sort of thing. I assume you only have to use the amiibo once and you unlock the suit forever. Yeah, that's right. It just unlocks it so, to your uh, account. When do you want to visit again, Ben? <laughs> well, I've still only got Zelda amiibo, so it's going to get you one jumpsuit. We can match. We can be little Mario Kart matching buddies. Anyway, let's oh. get on with this. Tell us, tell us about the core game of Mario Kart, John, for those that don't know about it. Yeah, and if you if you don't know about it, I mean, why are you even listening to a gaming podcast? Just just go over and either crawl under the rock that you live in, or go and get a Nintendo emulator and at least try it on some platform. Um, but you're going to want to buy this one. So, uh, what makes this one an upgrade from the previous one? Well, first of all, like you said, there's oodles of characters, and I guess that comes from the fact it's the Wii U edition with the DLC, and then they've added some more on top. But it means you've got 42 characters to choose from. I pick Link 98% of the time, but 42 <laughs> characters to choose from. Um, but they do each have different vehicles, and it's kind of cool because they've got the carts, the bikes, and the ATVs, right? Um, there's some yeah, there's, vehicles. Yeah, there's a few like, Land Rover-y type things. Mm. And, and there's a few weird cars as well. There's like real cars. Like There was a Mercedes-Benz DLC for the Wii U. That was like one of the uh-huh. first ones that was a bit weird. So there are like Mercedes cars. And one of my favourite things is that one of them is like an old-fashioned Formula One car. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the proper weird ones where the head sticks out the top of it. Um, yeah, yeah. And that looks great with the me Amiibo things because you just look... Because you've got like a proper little racing helmet on. So you yeah, just look I've like seen... you should be in the 1920s. It's great. <laughs> it's pretty cool. And uh, I like the fact that each of the cars has different... Speed, acceleration, handling, weight. You spend a lot of time in the air, so that's useful. And traction. Um, so I've had a little play with the vehicles for Link, at least. And I sometimes dabble with different characters. And you can definitely feel a difference with the different stats, so that's nice. As for the mechanics, I mean, again, if you've played anything... If you haven't played Mario Kart, you must have played a racing game, something like it. But you race around the track at reasonably decent speeds. You can change the speed between 
50, 100, 150 or 200 cc. I find about 150 is the sweet spot, which is kind of nice because it means there's some headroom to get even better. 200 is a bit fast for me, uh, yeah. even though I've played it quite a lot. And I think it's fast for most people. But that's kind of nice that there's a hard setting that is there if you feel like you've leveled up to the max. But you zip around these courses. Uh, there's a there's a neat slide mechanic. So you can hold one of the trigger buttons and slide around the corner. And if you slide long enough, you get a little speed boost. I guess it gives you like a bonus for doing the, the fancy moves. And then there's all the usual stuff littered around the, the track. So there's boost pads that give you a momentary speed increase. Uh, there's jumps, lots of kind of cool things to interact with, many reasons to get your glider out. So if you jump over a big distance and the, the glider springs out the back of your car. Uh, and there's even areas right where your, your wheels turn on their side and you kind of float around them. Anti-grav areas, I guess I'd call them. Yeah, um, that was the big thing for Mario Kart 8, which is why the logo is like an, a weird inverted like ribbon mm. because you actually can go upside down a lot of the courses or underwater. There's all kinds of crazy stuff. But that was like the big thing for this game was... Uh, I mean, I, I talk about Mario Kart 8 just generally. Cause yeah, it's the yeah. the same on the Wii U. I'm guessing the anti-grab areas of your your handling is a bit different. I haven't really noticed it, so maybe it's not. But it ever it must so be more slightly, than just visual, right? It, it's ever so slightly. I, I think it's more like it, like a weirdness in like the map layout and stuff. It just adds mm. a bit more excitement. Um, and there are a few weird things, like if you collide with a player when you're both in anti-grav mode, you both get a little speed boost. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. And there's a few bits that you can hit to get a speed boost while you're in anti-grav mode. So there is like a advantage, but you can't fall off anti-grav mode. Like mm. if you smack someone, they don't like lose gravity for a moment and fall off. And yeah. Like if you go over a jump, you don't keep going or anything stupid like that. It's, it really is mainly cosmetic. I think there might be a yeah. slight tweak to the friction, but not much. And there's also the little mechanic where if you tap the jump button at the same time as going over a jump at the right time, your character does a little flourish. And I think it gives you a tiny little speed boost. Uh, yeah, so it does, All yeah. these little tiny things together. And then obviously there's the pickups and the weapons you can throw. And I guess you'll go into those in a minute. But uh, one last thing I did want to mention was just the huge amount of tracks available. So there's 48 different tracks, ranging from remastered tracks from the old SNES and then Nintendo 64 and Game Boy versions, right up to pretty damn awesome like mansions and <laughs> mobius strips that can uh yeah they really mix it up with the tracks it's super impressive so uh i yeah, think I'd, I'd go as far to say they're beautifully crafted and some of them have branches so you can pick which bit to go on shortcuts turning wheels which can affect your velocity so you want to pick the right wheels to go over underwater sections and just piles of effects like uh when the giant bowser can punch the track and it kind of wobbles even though it doesn't throw you in the air or something which is good because that'd be unfair uh the the visual effects are super awesome and it does make you go it, ah it when you're playing does give you enough of a little boost though that you can jump mm. and do a trick and then you get a boost off it though if you're uh, if you're crafting mm-hmm. and there's the same there's a rainbow road one where the big womps smack down on the floor and it like ripples and so the same there if you hit the ripple and sort of when you're going over the crest of it if you do like a jump move you'll do like a little trick and then you get like a speed boost when you land uh, so cool. i didn't know that so top, next time we play that's an extra weapon in my arsenal <laughs> extra weapon in your arsenal that's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry so do you want to talk they about always, the power up walking the, the customization yeah absolutely i mean it's Again, I mean, we're, we're going to, I think, repeat this multiple times, but if you've played Mario Kart, I mean, it, it, it's Mario Kart. They, they didn't <laughs> add much in the way of new power-ups. Uh, one of the weirdest ones, I mean, uh, Mario Kart traditionally is sort of a very, uh, they call it rubber banding, um, whereby <laughs> the further back you get in the pack of a race, if you're in 12th position at the very back, you'll get much better power-ups in order to rubber band you towards the front or towards the middle. Mm. Um, so at the back, you'll try to be pulled into the middle. And if you're at the front, it'll try and pull you backwards by giving you really rubbish power-ups. So if oh, you're always in first position, <sighs> you'll always get coins, which are not that much use to you. Well, they're no use to you at all in a game. They're only used to you at the end when you can use them to buy upgrades and stuff. Mm. Um, but you'll get bananas and stuff like that. And it's just like, ah. Oh. Whereas <laughs> if you're right at the back... 
Um, and to be honest, I've not actually got it in the Switch version because I've not been <laughs> the very back in a game <laughs> in the Switch version. But on the Wii U, at least, uh, one of the big power-ups they did was uh, the letter 8 that is the logo. So mm. the number 8 that is the logo from Mario Kart. And if you get that, you get all you get something like 8 power-ups in one, and they like spin around your head. And when you press the button, it will then trigger it, so you get yeah. every single power-up at once. I uh, <clears throat> know a friend who's be... had that once before. <laughs> yeah, you need to be quite far back to get that. <laughs> I, think, I think you need to have been lapped. <laughs> uh, uh, I wouldn't dare tell you about that. <laughs> uh, but basically you've got all the traditional things. So you've got mushroom speed boosts. Uh, you've got the green, red, blue shells, bananas, uh, the ability to turn into a bullet bill and shoot forwards. Uh, there's a boomerang ability, which I never mm. like because I can never quite work out how to do it properly. Um, there's I don't the know when they're new from because the last one I played was the N64, but they have the piranha, which is pretty cool. Yeah, the, the piranha plant. I can't remember if that was in Mario Kart 7 or not. I get the feeling it might have been, but I could be wrong. But yeah, there's the also the big kind of speaker cool. thing, which uh, makes a Speak- sound wave go away from you. Yeah, which is the only way of stopping a blue shell. <laughs> because the blue shells, if you're in first position, are just awful. Um, that's really the sort of the key way it rubber bands you backwards is mm. there's one attack that anyone can fire that will only hurt the person who's in first place. Ugh, horrible. <laughs> um, in any case, one of the things that is new for this specific Switch Deluxe version um, is the fact that you can hold two power-ups at once. In the Wii U version, you just hold one. Um, Mm -hmm. In this version, they added the ability to hold two, um, which they took directly from uh, Double Dash, uh, which was one of the best Mario Kart games, generally speaking. Um, So it's kind of nice that they put that in, because then you've got a little bit more to choose from. You can't swap them round or anything like that, so you can't choose to use power-up number two. It'll do them sequentially, but at least you've got one in the bag and you can sort of see what's coming up next, which is cool. Um, so we talked about the coins that you pick up occasionally as you go around now those coins you can hold up to 10 of them in a match Um, if someone hits you you lose three on the course if you fall off the course you lose three Um, so you can end anywhere with zero to ten at the end of a match Um, and then those sort of go into a large pool and then every now and again it'll just sort of go you've got one and a half thousand coins new customization unlocked and it'll just unlock like a new car and it's really irritating because you then go into the car selection screen and it'll select it as a little present and you click on it and it unwraps and then it shows you what it is and you're like now i need to scroll through to find my car again that i was using why can't you just show me Ah, it drives me mad but uh Mm -hmm. so it's pretty cool there's loads loads and loads and loads and loads of upgrades because as you've got all the dlc and they added a few more i don't know where the top limit is i mean i've got about two thousand two and a half mm-hmm. thousand coins i think and i still get stuff on lock not <laughs> as quickly as it does when you're right down the bottom uh, but there is an awful lot in the wii u version you unlocked characters as well with those mm-hmm. coins in the switch version you don't you get them all straight up so that's also a difference um there are i mean there's not really much in the way of reasons to like keep playing after you've sort of played it a few times because whilst you can unlock the different cars and stuff if you've got a car you really like it doesn't make much of a difference because the balancing's so good it's not like at 2000 coins you're going to get a car which is suddenly going to make you really good at the game mm. i mean it's you know it's fairly balanced uh, but there is one thing that you do get if you complete every single race with three stars in all four race modes, uh, which is the metal Mario will turn into a gold Mario. So that's that's oh, nice. nice. Nice, cool. Have so you got I, that? No. I, <laughs> I, I've got three stars in every race on 50, 100, 150, and most of mirrored 150. Mm-hmm. But I've not finished that yet. Once I finish that, then I'll do it in 200. But it's getting difficult. And yeah. I've, I've played it for about 80 hours now. so It's kind of nice to have. I know we focus on the multiplayer, but it's kind of nice to have some progression. I know you only get, I mean, only. It's kind of cool that you get Gold Mario. Uh, but it's nice to have some way of ticking off the stuff you've done other than just, hey, play the racing game over and over. 
especially as this especially as there's new achievements on the Nintendo Switch but yeah it's uh, you you certainly get more stuff unlocking on a periodic basis than you do in something like Rocket League where Mm. you get a new level every hundred hours of gameplay so (laughs) anyway speaking of multiplayer tell us about the multiplayer John yeah so I'm going to run through a whole bunch of what will probably sound like confusing specifics but bear with me so uh, first of all you can play split screen handheld up to two players handheld or you know on the little kickstand with pro controllers or up to four players on a tv and in that mode you can play with or without ai so you can choose to play just against your friends or against a a full team of 12 and have the ai throwing blue shells at you Uh, then there's an online playing mode which to start with you would play on your own but then people can join a game you've joined so you say i'm going to play online play and then someone else can can join you in that game uh, and that's online with up to up to 11 other random people uh, and there's kind of a cool voting system where you vote for the next course so everyone gets to pick uh, i think there's three choices right there's two courses or random and it kind of puts I think a card in the deck Maybe three it's... courses or random mm-hmm yeah so you pick one of the three courses that have been chosen at the top or you just pick random which will pick another any other course at random um, and then all those cards kind of go into a deck and one gets picked. So it's not the one that's most voted for, so a group of friends can't always enforce their choice, but the one that gets voted for most is the most likely to be picked. So that's kind of a little bit novel, but nice. Uh, and in that mode, you start with, I mean, I guess it's like a ELO-type ranking system where you start at 1,000, and if you place somewhere in just over the top half, right? So, I mean, it's like one to seven or something, then you... You get yeah. more. You get some points added on. The more points, the better you do. And if you score worse than seventh or eighth, then you lose some points. So everyone's got a score when you start playing, and you can see. Oh, I'm playing against a couple of nine eighties. That's good. That means they've lost more than they've won. And there's nearly always a two and a half thousand in there. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> but they're not we, we always still exceptionally good. I mean, it means they. That doesn't mean they've come first every game, like in Rocket League. It means they have come above 50% more often than not. (laughs) So they're not necessarily always amazing, which is kind of nice. Apart Um, from the one guy we saw when I was sort of explaining this to you when we were playing a while back (laughs) and we're looking at it, I was like, so people generally, you know, like 1,000, 2,000, just like you've done then. And then we looked and halfway down the list was a guy with 27,500. He's probably going to (laughs) win. Yeah, when someone's got that many points, it's a given, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cool, so that's the local and base online play, but you can also uh, recreate the Mario advert by playing with up to eight switches. So we've done this in the office quite a few times and it works really well, it's, um, apart from a couple of glitches which we'll talk about later. But you can hook up up to eight switches and you can either play without any external supporting Wi-Fi, i.e. just, you know, it'll make an ad hoc Wi-Fi network and you can all play together. Uh, or what we did actually was we hooked onto uh, public Wi-Fi that was available. And even though we didn't log in, we could turn on, there's a secret LAN mode in the menu. So if you go to the online thing and push like, I don't know, up, down, left, right, A, B, select, start on a Tuesday when the moon is high, then it will turn into a <laughs> LAN mode button. And then you can push that. And we played it on the Wi-Fi, um, even though we weren't online, which is kind of nice. It obviously just used our local IPs and, and uh, DHCP so um, that was kind of cool we played I have played with eight players um, and I think that was across six switches so a couple of the switches were propped up on the table with pro controllers and uh, you know four of us just had a switch to ourselves. I'm not sure if you can go above eight players I know you can use up to eight switches in this mode you might theoretically be able to with the two players per switch go up to 12 players I'd, you're probably uh, pushing it a bit if you are. <laughs> uh, the people playing with the kickstands on the split screen handheld switches were definitely suffering a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't want to play. Well, I don't like playing split screen anyway, but split screen on a six inch screen. Yeah. <laughs> mm, and then having to use half, well, one Joy Con. That's like, mm. no, that's not a game I want to play. I mean, you can that's use a young, That's a young man's that game right there. Yeah. Can but it is, I mean, wait, you can't you can. if you've got split screen. 
Can you can you have one person with two Joy-Cons and one person with a Pro Controller playing split screen? Because I know that there are some weird... Some of the Switch games are really weird with the way they enforce what controllers you can and can't use yeah, when you've got two I'm people. I'm pretty sure you can. I mean, when we first played it, my wife and I played it on the TV, you could do that. You could have one Pro Controller and one with the Joy-Cons. Um, yeah. And we have two Pro Controllers now, and I'm pretty sure that would work in the kickstand mode as well, if you actually had two Pro Controllers. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, but there's also, so if, if you didn't think I was done with the options, there's also the option to buy a LAN adapter, which you can plug into your dock, and then you can have 12 players across a LAN, um, which I guess is also kind of nice. I mean, it's nice that they've, they've put that option in there. I don't know how much the LAN adapter costs. Um, but if you really desperately want to have a 12-player LAN party, with including Mario, that's pretty cool. And hopefully Splatoon and a few other games will feature the same to make it worth getting the LAN equipment if uh, that's the way you like the game. Um, and I think that's all the different ways you can play. Um, <laughs> some more details about the online play is um, the standard online play is always at a fixed speed, which is a uh, 150cc. But if you're playing offline or with a private game, you can select any of the speeds and turn uh, the pickup cubes off or make them less frequent. Uh, and there's also a feature where you can play tournaments online. Uh, and they let you set up a private or public tournament with a specific set of rules. Again, the game speed or pickup availability. Uh, and you can either have it public and people can search for them by type. Or you can invite people by a 12-digit code. So, yeah, it's, you know, there's a lot of ways to play. Not that I'm saying there's that many different things to do when you get playing. <laughs> uh, but maybe you can talk a bit about those. There's, there's, there's a lot of flexibility, at least. Mm. Yeah, so basically multiplayer in Mario Kart boils down to two things. You're either racing, which is exactly the same as single player, apart from you're not with AI opponents, you're with real people. Or there's the battle mode. Now the battle mode is the most interesting because you can't play those in single player. There is no single player mm. battle mode. Um, so racing, I won't really talk about because I mean it's just it's just <laughs> racing. There's not much to talk about. The only interesting thing about it is the course selection voting thing, which yeah. you discussed, uh, and the fact that you get to see your little me's mingling with each other, and you can mm. say things like "Let's have a fun game." Um, <laughs> which is always nice. Um, so the battle modes, there's five of them, and I can't remember the specifics, but there were a few extras added to this Switch Deluxe version. Uh, Renegade Roundup is new, and it's pretty awesome. Ah, okay, so there we go. Renegade Roundup is the new one. There's also new courses that weren't in the Wii mm. U version. Um, so even for things like the Bloom Battle, which were in the original, um, there's like a Splatoon based level is one of the new ones uh, which wasn't in that one um, so the five battle modes are balloon battle which is sort of the traditional one I always remember playing on the N64 where you have three little balloons sticking out the back of your cart and when someone hits you you lose a balloon and when you've lost them five all, now you're out yeah, same, same logic oh yes five and then when they all go you get three more and then you get three it's very odd yeah it used to just be you had three and if you lost you're out tough shit you have to sit and watch everyone else play it that's <laughs> how i remember playing it it's a bit too wishy-washy for me um there's bob on blast where you basically just have bombs and you have to just chuck bombs around the place we played that one together didn't we and that was yeah that's right. kind of fun you can um change the range you throw the bombs by holding the button down longer so you can and you can even throw them backwards so um, yeah it's the same as yeah. when you've got the the bomb in the race mm, yeah um, then you've got Shine Thief, which is basically sort of a King of the Hill mode, where you're basically stealing an item from <laughs> somebody. We played that together too, and one person managed to survive the whole minute without being touched, so it was over really quick. <laughs> <laughs> There's Coin Runners, where you grab a load of coins on a map, and that one was quite fun, because when you hit someone, they drop all their coins, and then you can steal them and then drive off laughing merrily to yourself uh, so that one's an interesting one and then there's renegade roundup uh, which is like a cops and robbers type thing uh, where the piranha plants uh, capture the others um, and I, i've not played it you, you should probably talk about that one because i've not actually played yeah that yeah so the when you start the game they are split into two teams i think one of them is called like the piranha plant cops because it's <laughs> um and they all have those piranha plants on the top of the car so you can you know, you can grab people and when you and the other guys are the outlaws and when one of the cops gets near an outlaw and then the piranha plant grabs it they end up in a prison and 
there and they actually go to a prison on the map where the other outlaws can rescue them and basically the idea is for the outlaws to survive the whole uh, two minutes or whatever it is and if the piranha plant cops capture every single one of the outlaws then they obviously win because there's no no more game to play so essentially what it is it's nice it's a it's very different from what they've had in the past so it's a good addition i think cool all right, well, let's uh, let's get on with our likes and dislikes. So I'll, I'll let you have the first like. Oh, yeah, my, uh, my, my fr- I mean, one of the biggest things I love about this game is just the massive variation and the incredibly well thought out design of the tracks, not only from a visual standpoint, but from a game design standpoint. So uh, we mentioned quite a lot of the things earlier that, that are the highlights for me. So there's the the map with the bowser where he can hit the ground and it makes the whole ground kind of have a wave go through it and it looks stunning but it also affects you know you've got to avoid his hand when it comes down when the wiggle comes back down the course it makes a bit of a bit of a tense moment because you can't see as much going forwards and there's a whole bunch of so many awesome things that happen on different courses it really adds a lot of stuff to play with so um i'm trying to think of some of the other ones where the course splits into two and they are literally above and below each other and the gravity is opposite so you can you can kind of see the other the other people racing above or to the side of yeah, you yes the um, ice outpost one does that quite a lot mm. where you've got like two separate bits that wrap around i really like um there's two specific ones that i'll mention uh, which were both really really good because you had to pay for them when you had the wii u because they were dlc ones mm-hmm. obviously bundled for free with this one um, and that is the legend of zelda one where you have the temple of mm. time and there is the animal crossing one and the animal crossing one was interesting because it's actually four maps in one but when you start it it'll be randomly decided which of the four that you get <laughs> um, and they each sort of relate to different seasons so it's always the exact same course but if you go around in winter there'll be snow and snowmen there's different scenery and stuff and a few of the jumps are a bit harder um or it might be summer and so you've got nice little beaches and stuff so it's a bit different each time which is fun and when you pick up the coins the coins are slightly different they're like the animal crossing coins and the Mm. little icon for like your pouch it's got like a little proper little sack on it like it does in animal crossing um, <laughs> and they do the same thing in uh, the zelda one the temple of time level where you aren't picking up coins you pick up rupees instead and you've got like a little <laughs> rupee counter at the bottom and it has all the correct sound effects for when you're going through and picking them up um, mm. but one of the nicest things in that level is into the bit where the temple of time is there's three little anti-gravity speed boost things and if you hit all three of them it makes the and then if you hit all three it goes and then the master sword appears in the middle of the temple of time and gives you like a little jump that goes over the middle as a shortcut that you get for like five seconds and that's pretty cool the first time i saw that i was like oh my god it's so cool and And great examples um, of the the depth of the track design i think it's instead of piranha plants it's got those annoying i can't remember the name of them but they're in the beginning of uh, Ocarina of Time. They're like the first enemy you meet. Uh, I can't remember what they're called, but they're big plant <laughs> grabby things. Um, a Deku scrub? No, that's not right. It doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, they have those instead, so it's pretty cool. Um, so my first like is uh, the online play is in- incredibly smooth. Um, there's no sort of judderiness. Uh, sometimes it takes a little bit longer for a game to start. If there's a few mm. people that have got maybe connection issues or something, it'll take its time to juggle everyone together to make sure that everyone starts at the same time and is ready. Um, but generally, I mean, it, it's a fairly fast game, really. Um, I mean, it's not as like speedy as... Um, I keep wanting to say F0X, but that's not right. Fast RMX. Fast RMX, we, yeah reviewed previously but there is still an awful lot of stuff that needs to be coordinated because obviously when you get power-ups and stuff you don't want it to be double up or anything crazy um so i've always been very impressed with how smooth it was and that also goes for on the wii u as well i played it a lot online there and it was always very smooth and you had a couple of dropouts and you said you've had a few before as well but i think you'll you'll probably talk about that later on but generally i found it to be incredibly smooth bring up the stability i think in the in a dislike but um but when it is working um 
which typically is for like a long time in a go, like you say, is super smooth and I've never felt cheated. Never been one of those kind of rubber banding or lag issues where I've gone, oh, that's not fair. It just just seems like you're playing local multiplayer. So um, kudos to that. So um, I wanted to bring up the the character selection that kind of comes down to the, the design again. And I think it's really cool that there's so much, not just variation in characters, but also with the vehicles and the different upgrades you can pick, it means that you can, in a lot of these games, like if we took Fast RMX or F-Zero, you find the car that is your playstyle, and you basically have to play that one over and over, even if you want to see some different stuff, because you're used to the thing with you know, acceleration 4, speed 6, and traction 5, and if you're not playing that, you're probably not playing your best. Whereas in this, because there's so many different choices of vehicle and upgrades, you can actually make a lot of the characters your perfect stats um, just by picking yeah. the right things. I mean, sure, if you want something with completely maxed out speed, there's probably fewer choices. But if you just want something with reasonable speed and acceleration and don't care about weight and traction, say, uh, you can probably pick half the characters and, and build that scenario that you want. So I think that's a really good choice. I mean, I know that I usually end up picking the same character, but I think that's because I play a lot of multiplayer and we tend to just want to get started. So I just pick the same thing over. But if you played it a bit offline... And you could probably um, find the combinations that you like and get on with. And I guess, yeah, not only you know, it can help you find that combination that you like, even while you're picking a character that you want. So you can tweak the speed and the acceleration, fairly fine tune it with the different parts yeah, until you find the gonna, one that you like. So, going to say, it doesn't really matter what character you choose because you can always, the, the car itself will change the stats and the tire mm. will change the stats. Because quite often I'll go through and be like, oh, that's the car I want. Those are exactly the stats I want. And then I go over and choose the tires. And I change the tires, and then the stats completely change. It's like, oh. And then you, the parachute's the easiest one because it only ever changes two stats, and they always change mm. by the same amounts. So it's like yeah. half of them are that way, half of them are the other way. So I always always have a massive sunflower because it makes me happy as I'm falling <laughs> to my death. Nice. <laughs> no, it's, it's pretty cool how much uh, choice there is there. Um, I really like the performance of the game. I mean, you sort of touched on the game design, um, but visually it's really, really nice to look at, um, even in handheld mode at 720p. And it just looks... It's got that cartoon glossy feel that you don't realise you're looking at something that is quite a low resolution in this day and mm. age, um, in the same way that playing Super Mario Galaxy, like on a 480i... <laughs> <laughs> we back in the day still didn't look terrible when up against like a 1080p game on a PlayStation because mm. you were like it's a, because of the way it's done it looks really nice. Um, it runs at 60 FPS in both handheld and full screen mode, but the resolution changes. So on full screen mode, uh, when you're docked, sorry, uh, you're at 1080p. When you're handheld, you're at 720. But they still maintain that 60 FPS, which is more important really than the resolution mm. um, the only caveat to that is if you're doing split screen with three or four players which I could see why you would on the TV you certainly would yeah. not want to do that on the uh, <laughs> handheld no, mode you, you can't even do it without it oh, being done for oh, three okay. or four players and I think that makes I, sense I mean the I tiny little screen split four ways <laughs> that would be horrible um, but if you do it on the in the docked mode then uh, you will drop down to 30 FPS because it's having to drive so much more. Um, but yeah, so performance-wise, it's really good. I love the fact that they managed to hit 1080p, 60fps, because mm. frankly, there are Xbox One and PlayStation 4 games that don't do 1080p, 60fps <laughs> a lot of the time, which should. Um, now, obviously, this is very cartoony. It's very different to something like Call of Duty running like that. Uh, but it's nice that they were able to do both, because I kind of expected it being a fairly cheap underpowered device that uh, there would be a few more concessions like there is with Breath of the Wild which obviously runs at 30 FPS most of the time mm. and even that it struggles with quite often in docked mode I, I still even with the more recent updates get stutters when you're walking across grassy fields uh, so none of that in this I've never had any lag because of the graphical stuff so yeah pretty good no, really nice that they've prioritised FPS because it's important in a racing game. So. Yeah, I mean, I've never even seen, like, uh, I tend to be pretty 
sharp on when the frame rate drops. And we discussed mm. this a lot with Fast RMX, how that was incredibly smooth at 60 FPS, which was almost unbelievable because the graphic quality of that game was quite high. Um, and they did it in a really, really clever way where they were doing some frame dropping clever stuff. Yeah. I can't remember. Go back to that they episode. dropped pixels out to keep the, the FPS That's high, right. which is nice. Whereas this, they're still maintaining it. There's no, no lag at all. So yeah, pretty good. So my next like is uh, <laughs> kind of a reflection on how we've played it. But I guess it's, I mean, it's ultimately the way it's uh, the game has made us feel when we're playing together. But um, with a bunch of people at work, we have a crew now and we quite often play Mario Kart. Okay, not so much now. It's summer holidays and people are on vacation. But for a, at least a few weeks, we were playing it very solidly and very regularly. And it was basically the ability to recreate the Nintendo adverts. So uh we would kick around, especially on a Friday, it got to the end of the day, and um, we'd get a couple of beers from the fridge, and we'd sit around on a bunch of grey and blue and, and yellow sofas, beer in one hand, switch in the other, laughing and making fun at each other. It was, it, we could have been recorded, you know? <laughs> um, but it was genuinely a lot of fun, and it's nice, because, you know, some people in the group I know, and some people I, I know less well. I mean, I know all of them, but... You know, um, so it was kind of making friends with people and all the things that they, they sell to you on the Nintendo ads. And you're like, no one plays like that. We did. And it was cool. Yeah, yeah but no one plays like that at an airport where you see two people sit down to share the power outlet. And, oh, hey, you want to play Mario Kart? That's, that's the bit that gets me. But yeah, yeah that, I, that is still I cool. To know I, I like the, the group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my final like is... Um, something that goes across all the Mario games for me which is the music is incredibly good and if you didn't have the music it's not the same game like the sound mm. effects as well play a large part of it but the music itself for each level there's an awful lot of thought that's gone into it it's a full orchestral soundtrack um, just sounds great and one of my favorite things is something that's been happening since I think since the Nintendo 64 days, certainly the first time I remember this happening was in Banjo-Kazooie. Um, and that's when you're listening to the music and then you go underwater and then it plays like that muffled sort of version. Mm, and they'll yeah, remove yeah. some of the instruments. So like you'll just hear like a xylophone in a bit. <laughs> and then when you pop your head back out, then you get the full soundtrack comes back in again and it unmuffles. And that happens in this as well when you're driving underwater. And I love it. Every time it happens, I'm still like, oh, I love that so much. Such a cool effect. <laughs> it's, it's a stupid thing because everyone does it now, but I don't care. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's nice. So Especially put, with the Mario tunes. There. Nice. Yeah, it, it works really well with Mario. Um, really, really good soundtrack. My last like is um, just a, a little nod to the the battle modes they've they've put into the the Switch version, which are nice. So quite enjoy the Renegade Roundup, the Bomb Blast, and the Balloon Battle. The other two are okay too, but you know it's just nice to mix up the gameplay a little bit. So after you've done an hour of racing, and uh, you're thinking ah, more racing, it's like oh no, let's play some battle mode, and it's just yeah, nice to have a bit of variation and, and mix things up. So. I'm, not I'm going to be controversial. There. I'm going to be controversial and say I absolutely hate the battle modes. I always have done. <laughs> I hate the battle modes in every Mario Kart game I play. All right, I King never Boo. liked them. Get back to your castle. <laughs> Bowser lives in a castle. King Boo lives in a mansion. God, John, get it right. God, damn it. Uh, amateurs. Yeah, I, I don't like the battle modes. I've never liked them. I've always just been like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> I like the racing. I like the racing. That's what it's all there about. Racing. We can we can disagree on that one. That's fine. All right. Dislikes. Dislikes. Yes. So um, I, we talked about this a lot, and I think this is going to be a very controversial topic. But um, for me, it sometimes got exceptionally frustrating when you're first or second, and you get hit by a shell, and then a blue shell, and then a red shell, and then. A, a fire flower, uh, you know, the fireballs from the fire flower. And you're like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. And then you end up in seventh. <laughs> so yeah. I, I would like, if I were making this game, and maybe they tried it and it didn't work, but I would like to try it with one second more invincibility after you've been hit. Um, so you get a little bit of time to recover and at least feel like you can race again before you get flipped over by the next thing. Um, because that can be really fucking annoying. I have a feeling that that has literally just changed. 
because <laughs> there was a patch out uh, just a couple days ago. I'm just trying uh-huh. to load it up to see if I can find out what it does. Because uh, I'm sure I read about this literally the other day. <laughs> oh, that would be convenient, wouldn't it? Uh, oh, yeah, it's no longer possible to use an item after it has been used to block an attack. I don't know what that means. Hmm. Confused me when I read it. But they have tweaked a lot of the stuff. There was like a big update, uh, 1.2, came out last week um, that changed a few things. So, um, for example, what's the one? The, the piranha plant. Um, you can yeah, only have yeah. two, two out at once now. Whereas previously, <laughs> sometimes you'd have like four or five people all with the prana plant at once, which causes <laughs> problems when they encounter each other. Um, there's also communication errors not happening as much and a oh, few cool. other bits and pieces. Um, and also, players who are behind in online matches will receive items geared toward catching up more frequently. Huh. So I think they tweaked it such that they get more speed boosts rather than things that injure the people in front to try mm-hmm. and limit that problem that you've just mentioned nice. but i mean that is a legitimate concern but i mean that's just i mean that's just mario kart the annoying yeah, thing about yeah. mario kart is it's uh I, I always say it's very socialist it's very much a case of uh <laughs> i i want what you have so i'm going to penalize you until i've got it uh, <laughs> it's, it's not hail hail the victor look how look how well this person has done to be in first place it's no i want to drag you back <laughs> <laughs> so I can be first. So, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, that's just Mario Kart. But I, I, I agree, it, it can be annoying. <laughs> oh, video ball, poor video ball. <laughs> Check out that episode if you've not listened to that one. Um, one of one of the things that I I don't even know if I could say dislike it because I understand why they did it. Uh, but one of the things that is new to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe mode on the Switch, um, is it has three special automatic driving modes, which were designed uh, for sort of very young kids who want to play with like their older siblings, but who would always lose because they didn't have the dexterity or you know <laughs> whatever it might be to drive properly. Um, so the three modes, if I can remember them correctly, were there's one where it automatically accelerates for you. There's mm-hmm. one where it automatically steers for you. <laughs> And there is one, I can't remember the third one, but there's another one that does something similar in that vein. And the problem is that the auto steering is enabled by default. Yeah, <laughs> so, that is weird. So you start the game. And I was, I, I've obviously played all the courses for like 40 hours on the Wii U mode. So I was trying to veer off the course to like, because it only kicks in if you like, are going towards a wall. So I hadn't even noticed it was on because I was driving around, sliding around fine. <laughs> And then I was trying to go off the course to get to like a shortcut and it wasn't letting me. And I was like, <laughs> what? What's going on? And it was really weird. And then I realized that it's in the settings. You have to turn off this mode. And the only visual indicator that it's on is that you have a little aerial on the back of yeah. your car that like flashes when it's activated. Not um, obvious yeah, either at all. Weird. No. I, I mean... I'm, I see why they've done it. I like that it's there because it is genuinely useful. Like if I... If I was like five years old and I was playing with my like ten year old brother and he was kicking my ass at it all the time because he's much better <laughs> at me, then I would have liked that mode because uh, it, it's useful. Um, but annoying that it's on my default, bit weird. Yeah, pop up a prompt when you turn the game on or something. Don't just put it on and assume you want it. Yeah, yeah, really weird. Cool. But I'm not sure Am if that I, actually um... goes into online mode anyway. I don't think online play has that feature. Mm, I'd hope not. It'd be a, yeah, yeah, it would be a bit weird, wouldn't it? Everyone just sits <laughs> on auto-play, just watch yourselves drive. But I'm pretty sure it's not in online play. But I think it can be, be in local private play. games. Though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my, my other dislike was just the relatively frequent communication errors we had. I mean, they weren't enough to be a huge problem, but when we played with sort of six or seven Wi-Fi, uh, like local, local Wi-Fi, uh, I don't know, once an hour it would drop out and we'd have to reconnect everyone. Like I say, it's not end of the world bad. I mean, when it's working, it's smooth and nice. But even when you and I played online, it dropped out once and I ended up, um, oh, now I've dropped out. I'll just rejoin. Oh, I can't. Can you quit the game and start another one? Um, so it's, yeah, it's not completely solid, but it wasn't enough to be 
horrible, but it was enough for me to mention it because it is a pain when you drop out of a race and you have to wait for it to finish before you can join another one. So, yeah. My only other dislike is, I mean, again, it's just an inherent problem with Mario Kart is that there isn't actually that much to do online. Um, mm. You know, it's a basic experience, which in many ways is a you know a good thing. Um, it is just here is the race, you race, you win the race, done, or the battle mode. Um, so there isn't a great deal of stuff to do once you've sort of done it. Um, it's hard to say I mean, about replayability. That stuff. I'll come to that when we get to the conclusion because I have many thoughts yeah. on this. But yeah, that's just one of the problems. In terms of comments, um, the only thing I have to add to this um, is that at the moment there's no uh, chat system in the game. Like you can't, whilst you can play a game with friends online by like going to their profile and like inviting them and stuff like that. There's no chat option. You can't even like text chat or anything in between games. That is set to change when the Switch online system launches, uh, but that's all being done through an app because the Switch isn't basically powerful mm. enough to run voice chat at the same time, which is good because it's not going to impact on that. But if you want to do it, I always wondered about how this was going to work. And I think this is the first time we've discussed it on the podcast. Um, which is they basically are going to sell you a cable where it's a multitude of cables. So you have a cable (laughs) goes from your switch to your phone and then from the phone to your, Oh no, there's then two cables, one from the phone, one from the switch. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. No, no, sorry. I'm wrong. The cables come from your phone and your switch plug into a mixer basically. And then plug into, yeah, well, then you get there's the headphone no, out. There's no cable between the switch and the phone because they don't need to communicate. It's literally yeah. the switch to the headphones, the phone to the headphones. So you've got two cables and you're tethered to two devices. Wonderful. Absolutely <laughs> wonderful. That's what everyone wants. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Um, it'll also be interesting because I imagine that'll be a 35 mil headphone jack which will be fun with the <laughs> iPhone with you mean, the iPhone 7 which means you'll then need to bring your dongle with you that you get free <laughs> with the iPhone 7 so that's nice. uh, yeah my, my hope for it being somehow having the game audio synced via Bluetooth uh, did not come to fruition which is also not a surprise bearing in mind the Switch does not support Bluetooth headphones which is another no. massively irritating <laughs> lack of foresight from people that should bloody want it better but uh, yeah, stupid, stupid cable. Yeah, That'll be coming. Switch. Look, look forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> so my my last comment was just that it is a little convoluted. It's not bad, but convoluted to join a friend who's playing. Like we want to play online in a public game, not privately or with AI. So to do that, you had to join a match, and then I had to go to my friends list and then hit join, which sounds fine. But then if you'd already started your match, because you just happened to get in as the lobby was closing, I'm just left watching a black screen for four minutes. Uh, And also, it didn't work the other way around, because it refused to accept that you were my friend, and you had Mario Mm. Kart. Which is weird, because the Switch was telling me you were playing Mario Kart, um, but in Mario Kart itself, it couldn't see you. It showed other people that I'm friends with, but not you. Um, So there is some weirdness there. But uh, again, Nintendo... Then they're yeah. not great and it was online. fine you know we we worked around it but it wasn't smooth so no no all right so um would we play it again would we recommend it i'll I'll start with you i will i definitely play it again and um i would definitely recommend it if you have friends to play it with um ideally multiple friends i mean if you're if there's just two of you thinking of buying it to play through a bunch then maybe wait till it's a bit cheaper because I think I don't think you and I are going to play it that much. Um, no. Maybe we'll, if we meet up in person, I think we might more likely to play it. Uh, and or we might you know, we might just play it now and then when we're kind of like, eh, I don't really fancy playing on the PC. Let's just kick back on, you know, uh, I'll kick back on my couch where you that play will wherever never you happen. are. <laughs> 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 or if uh, if I were on vacation or something, say, and I was in a hotel and I just wanted to play a game online with you for a couple hours, then. Probably be Rocket League when it comes on Switch, but until then, or Splatoon too. Splatoon, yeah. But um, but if you've got um, either family who don't usually play 
like the more hardcore games you do like i play this with my wife and that's awesome because there aren't that many games we play together uh, and if you've got a group of people to play with it's also really good so i would definitely recommend it for someone like me because having six people at work to play it with is really cool uh, as is playing it with my wife so i mean those are the actually for me the reasons why i'd recommend it um, yeah that, that pretty much jives with what I'm going to say, which is, would I play it again uh, as a single-player game? Certainly, I like it very much as a single-player game. As a multiplayer game, I just think it's terrible online. I hate playing it online. <laughs> I don't like playing it. I, I don't see the point in playing it online. I mean, I mean, you get the stuff to unlock more customization for the vehicles, but I can do that in single-player mode, and then I'm working mm. towards getting my gold Mario. I mean, maybe if I'd done all three stars on every match in all the races and then wanted to play yet more I'd play online just for the hell of it but I can't ever see myself playing this game online ever again because <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've done it and it's like eh um, if I had people to play with locally then that would be very very different to me Mario Kart is and always has been a couch co-op experience and mm. it does not translate online um, and I felt exactly the same way about um, Mario Kart 7 uh, on the Wii because I had that played that online a bit and I was just like eh, it's not it's not the same sitting on your own at home playing Mario Kart doesn't doesn't work for me online it's a, a single player experience at that point so yeah. I will play it again on my own um, I would recommend it to people who want the single player game because it's epic and I would recommend it to people who want to play it multiplayer in a setting with actual people but mm. don't buy it to play it online I mean, yeah, I mean if you're at uni but and if you're looking for a game to play while you're getting drunk this is this is going to be one oh, of yeah. Them. oh is... yeah absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we would have played this the is... shit out of this if we had it at uni yeah I mean when I was at school we used to play the shit out of Mario Kart 64 it was a choice between Mario Kart 64 GoldenEye and Snowboard Kids um, I still controversially believe that Snowboard Kids is a better game than Mario Kart, but uh, I will just leave that end, the, show. end the podcast right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should really do a retro show where we go back, get a Nintendo 64 emulator and oh. play Snowboard Kids. That would, that would actually be amazing. It would. Unless you criticised it, in which case we'd stop being friends. <laughs> So, thank you very much for listening to this slightly rambly Mario Kart episode. Um, you can check out our website at connectedtohost.co.uk to see previous episodes and also see a very snazzy page which lists all of the games that we've reviewed and gives our sort of quick verdict on whether we'd recommend it or not, as well as some basic pricing information and whether stuff's on sale in various places. Um, you can suggest games for us on Twitter at CTHCast. Uh, just let us know any games you particularly want us to play in co-op to sort of give you a review of it before you go ahead and buy it yourself or just if you want to see if your opinion matches ours. Uh, and if you've got time and you're feeling willing, please leave us a review on iTunes as it helps us a lot. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>